0: We have hundreds of lessons with almost every aspect of the industry. Start your free month today at schoolofbookkeeping.com. Wonderful to uh, see you. Welcome to another Workshop Wednesday brought to you by schoolofbookkeeping.com, which is casual conversations for serious workflows. So we should be live on online. I think I see a few, few folks watching. Today, we're going to be talking about taking customer deposits in QuickBook Desktop 2024. So, of course, I bring my online colleague, <laughs> as a co-host. Unfortunately, Carrie had a crisis and uh, needed to bow out right last, late last night, called an audible, and because I don't want to do this by myself. I need someone to talk to. Welcome back, Rachel, for, uh, and thanks again for filling in. How are you?
1: I'm good. I, I always, actually, I love to learn about QuickBooks desktop. I'm definitely not an expert. Anything you are sharing about desktop, I, I will gladly hear it.
0: Because it, it's in the ecosystem and uh, you're definitely going to hear about it, even if you are uh, an online specialist like yourself, right? And just to be transparent, Rachel has an internet guy coming. So right dur- right in the middle of the you may have to uh, stop her video if, if that happens. So this is the dilemma of doing things uh, live. So that's that. So let's talk a little bit about customer deposits. We did a a workshop a couple years ago about how to handle customer deposits. And the situation is, Hey, I'm doing something for a customer and I need, I need some money up front. So that's not a, a deposit like a bank deposit, because that's one of those words that, that gets you thinking in different things because when I hear the word invoice, I think customer invoice, but you may be thinking of a vendor invoice as well. So those are some of those duality, dual meaning words that, that could potentially be causing an issue for someone. So we're talking about the situation, hey, I need an upfront deposit. So this will typically happen in contractor world, right? Where, hey, I'm not going to start this job unless I get something out of, it, out of the customer because there's typically some purchases of supplies and things like that, and they don't want to take it out of their own pocket to do these things. want to make sure that the customer kind of has some skin in the game type of thing, non-refundable deposits, those types of things. So what kind of scenarios have you run into, Rachel, with in your world where that kind of situation comes up?
1: Yeah, we definitely have that situation in QuickBooks online. And I don't just have e-commerce clients and in inventory clients. I definitely still have some service clients and I, I have a few that are doing this. And this is, as we have more and more different types of electronic payments and people needing some deposit up front, as long as that's happening, we're going to be able to need to use this function.
0: All right. So from an accounting or bookkeeping standpoint, what, talk, talk us through, since you're the bookkeeper of the two of us, what is the challenge when it comes to that, when you're trying to handle that in, inside of QuickBooks?
1: QuickBooks, desktop or online?
0: Online, in, in just in general, right? Like in, in any type of situation where you there's a sale of goods and then there's a receipt of, of money up front. And in, in from it, you know, looking at it from a, a CPA or looking at it from the balance sheet, profit and loss perspective of that scenario, what, what ends up being the part of the challenge? When it comes the way that kind of QuickBooks handle the hand, can handle these things, but then how you really should report these.
1: I think what you're saying is the if you receive something before you have earned it, then you have to make sure that you're booking it to unearned income. And I actually now have the AT T guy knocking on the door, so uh, I'll be back in just a couple minutes. Okay, and then we can continue.
0: We'll continue. Yeah. I'm going to share in the comments, the workshop that we had done before, but we're going to be talking about a new feature that's in QuickBooks Desktop that allows you, this is one of those, what took you so long features to, to come into play. It's been something that's been asked for a a long time because the situation is is hopefully when Rachel comes back pretty soon, we'll be able to talk this through, but the, the, the issue that, that really boils down to it is that this receipt of customer deposit that that event that transaction needs to be a a situation where it's unearned revenue right that event needs to be separate from the invoice or the sale of goods right the recognition of the of that income because with the exception of the money it's that's the only thing that has taken place is that they've given you money and that's really now in accounting terms it's Unearned revenue it's it's unearned income, so you need to account for it in 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 such a way so some people, as far as the workflows are concerned, is they'll put they'll have that invoice and they'll take a payment against it right so that in accounting the back end of QuickBooks will recognize that revenue because it's now applying it towards the income of the invoice, so that's not really what you want to do to handle that. So it ends up causing uh, some extra work and some extra setup in order to set up these things, because in the, the proper accounting terms uh, would be to record the receipt of the customer deposit, and that's outside of the, the scope of the event of the invoice and then taking payments against that. So then when you invoice that, that customer and you're going to apply that that deposit towards, towards the invoice to lower it, to lower, lower that balance of the invoice, then it's, it's a matter of applying that, which doesn't really happen, uh, automatically, Right. So even QuickBooks desktop 2024, and I'll just go ahead and share my screen. Rachel's not back yet. And this is desktop 2024 and it's enterprise that this feature has found itself towards. Right. So the big issue is that, There's a transaction type in QuickBooks Desktop that doesn't exist in QuickBooks Online, and that's called a sales order, which is another non-posting transaction that doesn't affect your books, right? The sales order is a transaction that, that is listed here that, that doesn't affect the financials in any way, right? Typically that's where people would start when determining and estimating work and those types of things, and then figuring whatever their business process is whether, when it comes to taking those upfront deposits. Maybe it's a flat fee of $500, or maybe it's a third and a third, right? So maybe they have uh, different payment terms that go along with uh, their sales. So they're going to need to take that upfront deposit. Now in enterprise, there's a preference, right? Under payments, first you have to enable the, the sales order. In order to even see that, that option of that transaction type, and that's under sales and customers and company preferences, or you've got your sales orders over here. Then once you've enabled your sales orders, then you're going to be enabling the pre preference, which is this button here. And here comes Rachel back. All right. So we're just talking about the preferences to turn on here. Yeah, with regards to the prepayment. And there's a button in the payment section for company preferences called prepayment setting. And Ooh, I love that.
1: that. Yeah.
0: And then what this does is a, it's a checkbox to turn on the prepayment. And then step two is set up your liability account because Rachel, you were talking about, hey, this is unearned revenue. Then when you're receiving a, a deposit, why is it a liability account? As, as far as the, the, the type of chart of accounts here.
1: When you're doing accounting on an accrual basis, you need to make sure that you are following the rules of GAAP, which are generally accepted accounting principles. And that means when you receive a check for work that you haven't done yet, you can't book that as income. That's incorrect. So you need to make sure that you're actually posting that as a debit to cash and then a credit to the liability is the journal entry underneath that. And so you need to make sure then when you start doing the work and you start incurring that revenue, then you take that little bit out of the prepaid earning. I don't know if you already got to that point, but that's when you talked
0: about it, but I wanted your. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah,
1: because it's technically a liability until you've actually earned it. And let's say you've made an agreement to do maybe three chunks of work or something like that. And so you, let's say maybe they prepaid the first two or something like that. So you want to make sure that you're recognizing that appropriately as you start doing that work.
0: And in in the grand scheme of things, liabilities is an idea of what a business owes. So in, in owing speak, they owe them goods and services, which haven't happened yet. So the invoice hasn't quote unquote occurred yet. So the sale hasn't happened, but they received money. So if at that moment in time, if the deal fell through, they would owe them something for the money that they've received, whether they're going to give it back or whether they're going to half do their the work or anything like that that's that remains to be seen but they still owe the value of that deposit that's up front so that's why it's a liability account uh, listed here now this gives you the ability to uh, assign said liability account whatever that happens to be if it's not listed in here then you can create a new one right here on the fly Uh, but we're just going to use this on customer deposit Click OK.
1: Gift card liabilities work the same way because that's somebody yep. prepaying for something. So in, in my world, too, in QuickBooks Online, I always, and I'm guessing in QuickBooks Desktop, too, I always see when I'm doing cleanups and stuff, I see people book this straight to revenue. So it is important this is booked correctly.
0: All right. So we're just going to choose oh, dollars. Save right. it supposed to be a button up here that says oh there it is okay i didn't see it it says receive payments on the sales order which is something that you couldn't do before you couldn't receive a payment against a sales order
1: oh you can do that right when you're creating it yes oh that's really cool you definitely can't do that in quickbooks online
0: no you cannot now what happens is it goes to the regular customer payment screen and desktop but because you've clicked on it from the sales order, it will show invoices as well as sales orders to be able to apply that deposit against, right? So this was 1060. So I'm going to say it's a $500 payment. Oh, I got tab and it puts my payment amount up at the top. So it's just like any other customer payment, but what it's doing is it's applying that to the sales order instead of an invoice so there's no revenue recognition at this point because it's not applying it to a sales transaction you would record it just like anything else which was part of the challenge of doing these things as a sales receipt is because people don't necessarily understand sales receipts when they're just used to invoices as their sales transactions this is my workflow. It's an estimate that turns into an invoice. It turns into a payment that goes into the bank account, which then gets reconciled, throwing in this extra thing of a sales receipt. was a little bit of a, a challenge for some people to grasp, right? It's like, oh, there's, there's two different things to do. Uh, I'm used to entering in and recording a, re- a receipt of payment. And then voila, there we go. Right. So what a lot of people were doing mistakenly is I'm used to entering in customer payments because that event of I've received money and I'm going to put it in the bank account is handled very well through a customer payment. So what they would do is they would enter a customer payment, but not apply it to the invoice yet to leave it as an open credit. Right. But that doesn't affect to your point, it doesn't affect The liability account, it just sits there as a negative asset, which is accounts receivable as a credit, but the workflow, it was handled very well because then when you go to invoice it, you can say, Hey, I've got open credits. Do I want to, do I want to invoice it? And you say, yes. And then the QuickBooks workflow works very smoothly at that point. So it was always a battle between handling things correctly and doing things efficiently. Right. Which was, a, which is always a tug of war and not just this, but anything that, that you have people do. You've built a whole business about doing things correctly in the deposits.
1: Right. right. With
0: tracking fees and, and that sort of thing. So I'm going to save this. And so close it. can I ask right.
1: you a quick question? So then when, let's say I am a business owner and I have, I have received a prepayment for something. Is the best workflow to go in and do a sales order first or the customer payment?
0: Yeah, you're going to need to do the sales order first, the non-posting transaction right. in order to do this at all, right? Okay. Otherwise, you're in the other workflows of doing the sales receipt as a separate event. I see um, what you're saying. You know, okay, right. Using a using an item that's posting to that liability account that you've set up. So it still handles the accounting side of things. But it's just a separate transaction to um, mirror that live event, right? Like the real world event of money has changed hands and it's going to go into the bank account today or whenever that was actually happening is one thing that is going to need to happen, right? But since so, you're putting
1: it in with a sales order, you're avoiding it hitting revenue and that it'll let you go in and put it into the prepaid Revenue with the customer. Right.
0: When you do this workflow where you're taking a payment on a sales order, it's going to flow into this this report. So it'll be broken down by customer. So you'll see the payment and the sales order. You'll see that amount listed there. And then presumably when you apply it, it'll go away. So you'll be able to see it by that customer. All right. So we're going to escape out of that. So the next step is, okay, I'm going to, I'm gonna sell this item and I'm gonna, and I wanna apply my prepayment, right? So you get recent transactions. Those are two separate events, right? So the reality of that payment going into the bank account follows the normal workflow of going into undeposited funds or into the bank account, whichever you specified inside of desktop. And while all that happens, right? the real world of that happens. One thing to point out here is that you are doing this all within QuickBooks. Right. So if you're accepting that payment through like QuickBooks payments or something like that, I haven't seen how that workflow fits into this because you can't necessarily send a sales order to the customer for them to pay online. Right. Maybe they've given you your credit, the credit card, and you can enter that in here through a payment, just like you can, you know, when you're recording payments, but that would mean to be that the customer and the credit card and the person charging the card would be all in the QuickBooks at that time, right? So it's not like you can do it on a mobile device or anything like that. So QuickBooks payments uh, with if you're using that with this workflow doesn't seem to work just yet. But that doesn't mean that they won't figure it out later. But baby steps, right? We finally got this feature. Hey, let's not throw out the bathwater with the baby or whatever that. Does. So we've got our sales order, and our next step is okay, job's done. We're going to then invoice <laughs> the customer for the rest. So you can do that in a couple of ways. You can either just, from the sales order itself, you can click on create invoice, or normally you're not looking at the sales order for the customer. You're just wanting to create an invoice. So I'm going to create an invoice for the customer. As soon as I put the customer name on it, voila, it comes up with, hey, there's available sales orders to use or to apply, it's gonna say, okay, I'm gonna create the invoice for all of the sales order, or maybe I wanna do selected items. If you're partially billing for this, you can do that. But here we go. I'm just gonna do the whole thing. Everything comes in here, the order, the $1,000, but wait, where's my deposit?
1: Yeah, I, I was like just gonna say where's the payment. <laughs> right.
0: which is fine because the next thing that you do is you save the invoice and- oh. This customer has available credits that can be applied to the invoice. Would you like those credits to be, to have those invoices? Now you say yes. Okay. Now up at the top, we have our prepayments that we can choose. And if there's other credits or discounts available, then they'll show up in this middle section and anything that might be previously applied to this invoice will show here at the bottom. So here's our prepayment of $500. I just make sure that there's a check mark by it and the dollar amount, and then I click done. All right. Now it just gives you a little one-time warning. Once you apply an available prepaid credit to an invoice, you won't be able to make any changes later. And so the way that it's handled is it QuickBooks creates the journal entries and applies them, what's the word? automatically in the background. So it's not something that you can modify later because of the way that those those applications of those payments and and whatnot are handled in the background right it's just a little warning there and it does that if i run my prepayment report again it's gone right so i don't have this this listing open invoices or open payments to apply this is like my source of truth with which you don't have to do right it's that that's another task that people would do is they'd have to create a report of that liability account sorted by customer or total by customer so that you could see um, deposits that were still outstanding and what their balance would would, would technically be. So Intuit has handled that by, they've actually seen it through soup to nuts. When it comes to that, they uh, created a report for you.
1: The invoice is the mechanism now that moves the prepayment out of prepaid and into income is that what's happening
0: right okay because right. when you create the invoice that's when you're recognizing the revenue mm-hmm. sales orders don't do that it's really just an order right but typically it's a it's a non-posting so it's a transaction that sits between an estimate and an invoice right so you can of take it to right. the level of okay this so, yeah. is promised
1: what is They prepaid all of it. Mm -hmm. Then would you go in and create an invoice? Let's say they prepaid $5,000 for all of it. And then you were ready to go in and do the invoice and apply all of the $5,000 and then put that revenue on the books. You could select the prepayments that are available and that's the amount of the invoice. Close it out and be done with it. Yes.
0: Yep. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily need an invoice at that point because, I mean, it's just going to apply. The open credit in this case, which is the the prepayment, to zero out the invoice. And the invoice is what's recording the sale okay. of the items, whatever that happens to be.
1: Because what would be the other way to record the sale?
0: If you're turning, you need a sales transaction regardless, right? So right. that's either going to be your invoice or your sales receipt. Okay, right? so okay. You could yeah. feasibly, you can't create a non total, you can't create a, a sales receipt from anything, but a sales receipt. Right. Uh, if you create an, in, an estimate that some, that's your workflow where they have to approve that first, then you're beholden to a, an invoice because that's the only thing that can connect to
1: Okay.
0: that kind of sales transaction. It's a pretty well thought out feature. The, the flip side of all the, all of this is of course, if you don't have Enterprise 2024, then you don't have this feature. And then of course you have to do these other workarounds to be able to handle this workflow, which of course begs the question, what is happening with QuickBooks desktop, right? Like why would they have this new feature when everything else that seems to like, if you go to quickbooks.com, you're pretty hard pressed to find something that's related to desktop.
1: Right.
0: right, And and you were saying earlier, I get this question all the time, even though you know, you're an online, QuickBooks online specialist, all your clients are in QuickBooks online. These these topics come up, right? Or, and a lot
1: of them are coming over from desktop enterprise. So I'm taking a lot of these people that are previously in a QuickBooks POS and they're switching over to something else. So I and not being an expert. It's really helpful to hear anything about desktop enterprise.
0: So QuickBooks create released me or made an announcement. Hang on a second. Where did it go? Uh, I had it here. Okay. I'm going to put it in the, in the chat here so that people can see that the, the comments and I'm going to, but this go. there it is. If you can grab that from the old captions. No, but it's in the, it's in the comment. Oh, wait a minute. What happened now? You now, now I'm getting, oops, something went wrong.
1: Oh, mine was <laughs> able to open up.
0: Okay. So QuickBooks made an announcement that coming this year, 7, 731, which is a significant date for Intuit and no one else. That's the end of their fiscal year. So 731, 2024, they're going to stop selling new subscriptions of Pro and Premiere, right? In the past year. The only way to buy Pro and Premiere was to call Intuit sales. Even they removed it from Amazon, right? That was another retail outlets that they, they typically had those things. So in the past, in the past year, up until this announcement, you would have to call Intuit sales, which opens the conversation for that sales agent to say, what about QuickBooks online? To have that conversation, to, to chart their own course, because there is, there is no no bones about it, that Intuit is heavily encouraging, trying to use the nice, polite ways of QuickBooks Online. And the the reason behind all of that is the big bets that Intuit has made about AI, Intuit Assist, development of their QuickBooks ecosystem doesn't really hold too well for desktop, right? Because desktop, there's only so much that you can do with regards to those types of technologies that are vastly and exponentially changing, right? So it's been a slow process of the degradation of services and offerings that are are available in in desktop. So this latest announcement of, hey, everybody's now on a QuickBooks uh, subscription for Pro and Premier and Enterprise, we're going to stop selling new subscriptions after the, f- the end of our fiscal year, which is July thirty first, twenty twenty four. Right,
1: but just so, Pro and Premier, correct? Not for Enterprise. Just Pro and
0: Premier, which you couldn't buy anyway, except by calling into it. Which of course now it's just a cycle of okay, you yeah. can only get it through by calling into it, and they're going to start talking about. Uh, QuickBooks Online during that conversation. That (laughs) sounds like
1: so much fun. Don't you want to have that phone call into (laughs) it? Oh man!
0: And I've seen it from the accounting community where they tell their client to call and get Pro, and then they end up getting sold QuickBooks Online because they salespeople are salespeople, right? Don't my wife's a salesperson, so I, I I gotta watch what I say here. But they some people have less scruples than others. Let's just it that. way. Mm-hmm. But in, in the grand scheme of things, QuickBooks Online Plus and Pro are relatively on par with the same, you know, feature set. So if you raise the price of Pro to be at or less than what it is for Plus, why not have that conversation? Because that's really where the future of things are going. But if you don't need it, you don't need it. It's, it's a different conversation that accountants have with their clients than Intuit is having with the accountant's clients. That's one of those, one of those things to just be aware of, right? Here comes this announcement, Pro and Premier, new subscriptions. They're not going to sell. That leaves the question of what about the existing subscriptions, right? Now, everybody is feasibly, and it should be on a subscription for Pro and Plus they have made, if you look at the article that I just posted there, about, about that, let me, I want to click on it so I can see there's, there's what's the word asterisks all over it, where it basically boiled down to, there's no guarantee that Pro and Premiere are going to live any longer. They can make their changes to subscription at any time, right? I have my own thoughts about what it's going to be. I don't know. It's all wait and see, right?
1: Yeah, personally, I'm more interested in what's going to ultimately happen to desktop enterprise because that's really the world that I live in and you live in. And we do a lot of cloud-based inventory solutions that sync in with QuickBooks online and it's really what we're doing in the cloud is recreating what we can do in desktop enterprise. And so I'm really anxiously awaiting what's going to be happening with that.
0: Yeah. That in and of itself is where QuickBooks and Intuit has said that's the flagship product for desktop. To make that available, you can still buy it directly on on their website if you can find it. I would recommend you go with a a QuickBooks solution provider or an accountant that that can be able to get you a, a lifetime discount or something like that if you actually are. And if you actually use the suite of services like payroll and payments, it could actually be less than what you were conti- currently paying with Pro and advanced enhanced, Im- not enhanced inventory, enhanced payroll, mm-hmm. because those costs are going up as well. Right. Enterprise Gold, for example, bundles in enhanced payroll and there's no additional employee fees, right? So if you have, you know, 10, 10, 20 employees that you're paying through your QuickBooks desktop, you don't have those employee charges and direct deposit fees like you would if you were to do Pro with Enhanced Payroll as a bundle. So it's worthwhile looking into. The question is, how long? And we don't know. And it's but, still
1: entirely a desktop product. It is not yes. a cloud-based situation at all.
0: Right. Nor order to make a hybrid, you, you're, you're looking at a cloud hosting provider, right. uh, doing things like that, uh, or setting up some kind of VPN in your home network. Uh, but it does require you to download the software, save it, store it, and make it accessible to be able to access it from the interwebs. Yeah. Whereas QuickBooks Online, you buy a subscription, you log in, you're in. So the and you accessibility... also have access
1: to a lot of different specialists and providers that are entirely cloud-based. And yep. you have access to, I think, more help, really.
0: Potentially, yeah. You can't find help on their website, right? It's
1: <laughs> I meant help from people like me and you, not from right.
0: Yeah, but yeah. I, but on the on the the flip side of the coin, to your to your point, Rachel, here's a new feature that isn't in QuickBooks Online, right? Until that feature parity finds its way, but of course, this requires Intuit developers to talk to each other. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. Say, hey, we worked on this new feature in Desktop Enterprise. How did you do that? Okay, online developers, go ahead and mirror that, right? That's one of those things.
1: And maybe, do you think that maybe they would have an online version of desktop enterprise? Because if that were the case, because I actually really do like desktop enterprise and I like the functionality in it. My issue is that I just don't do remote hosting or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. so I just wonder maybe if they were to build some kind of cloud-based system of that with all of their capability with inventory i wonder if maybe something like that would be happening i don't know probably wouldn't be anytime soon but you never know
0: yeah typically what i've seen in when it comes to desktop versus versus online it's just what is the foundation that they have to work with right yeah. and there's been all sorts of attempts at getting this to look like that and getting that to behave like the other thing and so on and so forth, but they're very well aware that there is a gap, which has been to their credit has been close. That gap has been closening and closening has been getting closer, but of course there still is a gap and we're not talking about generally accepted accounting principles that you mentioned earlier. We're talking about the feature gap between how, how things are handled inside of QuickBooks, desktop versus online. Um, it's quite clear that they want the features to be in QuickBooks Online and they want to build into those features. And that's going to happen either through development of those features or acquiring a company that does those features and bringing those features in, into the, the online yeah. ecosystem.
1: And I think uh, we know does. how great that works. For now, yeah. I'm content with the integration of a lot of different things into right. QuickBooks Online and, and that all those things together make a really cool solution for what I'm doing. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I would think it would be really hard to create a whole cloud based yeah. system replicating everything that would be going on in, in desktop enterprise because that they're nowhere near that yet with, yeah, but books online at all.
0: And there's just some things that are fundamentally handled differently in the desktop space.
1: Yeah. That's why I was wondering, maybe they'd consider making like a whole separate product that isn't QuickBooks Online. It's some kind of cloud-based desktop, not desktop, cloud-based enterprise solutions or something maybe that.
0: Yeah. Just for example, attachments, right? Your your attachments and when you want to take a receipt and you want to attach it to something in QuickBooks Online, Mm -hmm. you can drag it. And, but what really happens to that attachment? Where does it go? That sort of thing that has to happen with a file inside of QuickBooks desktop, right? So there has to, it has to, somewhere, whether it's in the company file or in the cloud, it doesn't matter, right? Got to save that somewhere. And it can, I mean, it's obviously handled differently in QuickBooks online than it is in desktop. Uh, which is one of the reasons why attachments don't come over.
1: Right. Okay.
0: Yeah. 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 So, yeah makes sense. um, now, Dan, are you, still, really,
1: are you still servicing a lot of desktop enterprise clients?
0: You get, yeah. Okay. Especially when it comes when the, when the customer is, I just want, I want to, I want everything in one place. Right. Like that enterprise is a great solution for that. It um, is. because they can have their payroll, they can have their, their inventory management, they can have their job costing. It, it's just, The real world things of that, if you're in, if you're heating, air conditioning, right, and you want to schedule an appointment, QuickBooks doesn't do that, right? This is like the customer facing side of things. It, it doesn't really handle very well, even in online versus, versus desktop, when it comes to that scheduling and rescheduling and those types of things, you need an app for that. Uh, so you have for that regardless of of where you, as you get more complicated, uh, workflow. But yeah, with regards, they're doing all of those things and they really need a good job costing thing with their employees and their inventory and those types of things, QuickBooks enterprise is a better outcome for that because of the way that you can, you can handle those tasks inside of QuickBooks and get the reporting out that you're looking for. Otherwise, because when you start to Frankenstein your business and have this workflow over here and that that workflow over there, where you get useful data out of that, who knows, right? No, oh,
1: trust me, God, that's what I do, and it's really exhausting.
0: So it's just where you're most comfortable, uh, and and how you can get that information uh, out of whatever source uh, of of truth, right? You you're ending up being, and as you get more complicated in your workflows, then it gets you're going to spread those things out. And then that's when you end up having somebody just with some huge spreadsheet doing something and getting meaningful data out of that. So that's that. So we wanted to talk about this feature in Enterprise 2024, which is uh, being able to finally take and handle customer deposits inside of QuickBooks through a sales order uh, functionality and automatically apply them when they turn it into an invoice. So we're going to have uh, two blog articles on School of Bookkeeping, one for the old way and one for the new way oh, uh, cool. inside, of, inside of there. So you can uh, check out those resources there uh, on School of Bookkeeping. And Rachel, thank you for pinch hitting so quickly. And even... Yeah, I
1: wish I knew more about Qu- uh, QuickBooks Desktop Enterprise, but I don't know. I feel like I, I got really involved with online and a lot of the cloud-based solutions. And so... I really didn't want to go too far deep into desktop enterprise, but now I feel like I do. I feel like I I'm <laughs> again another, another
0: converted. Another I converted. Know.
1: And I was just gonna ask you, do you, I wonder if you know about many other new features that might be coming in desktop enterprise? And I it, the idea of it is really great. I'm I don't necessarily have the setup for remote remoting into people's different mm-hmm. QuickBooks, but maybe down the road, maybe I, I could possibly get more involved in that and do at cloud-based situation too so right. we'll see
0: well that's a great that's a great use case for quick answers right so uh, yes. Rachel is a quick answers customer so when she has those questions like that she can pop in to yes. school bookkeeping chat with me and uh, get her back on her feet or off the ledge depending on the Best
1: other- thing <laughs> ever the quick answers
0: all right. So we will see you next time on the workshop Wednesday. I we appreciate you joining us uh, today. And uh, you all have a great day.